You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello and happy hump day. Yay. It's when it's Friday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday right Today's now. Today's Thursday oh when my God. we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> we have like Thursday afternoons locked off so we can like batch record. And then we always forget like, what day is that podcast going up? Did we say we were supposed to link something out in it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I it's, have like terrible allergies. So I sound like a man on all of these that we're recording. Okay. I like what. So art obviously is amazing and has made all of this like new filming of our podcast that we can post now and on YouTube and stuff and poor art because Liz and I have given him. So like when we used to do it in our podcast room, um, we had to have the angle of the camera at the side of us and it was an extremely unflattering angle. Like, I'm sorry, we're females. I care about what I look like on camera. Um, and this angle, I don't know if it's just like, maybe I am getting really big with pregnancy. <laughs> I just like saw the first videos from last week. I was like, can we move the cameras back? please? <laughs> I'm like already at the point where my boobs are resting on my belly at this point in this pregnancy. I'm only 23 weeks. Like, it's going to be a long pregnancy. So we might just need to, you know, just put a picture of me up eventually when I'm like 38 no. weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm totally that, but like my face gets really round when I'm pregnant. I like, I'm not the type of person that just gains a little belly. Um, I've learned that from my pregnancies. That is, not, that is not me. Um, but yeah, we're just, okay. we're just having a day. It's Thursday. We're having an afternoon, but this podcast is going out on Wednesday. Um, and we are talking about, injuries um i was excited i actually wrote this article for top notch a few weeks ago and as i'm like writing this and researching a bunch of things i'm like gosh i need to start eating more because i'm dealing with this injury on my right leg very frustrating but this is applicable to you if you're dealing with like an acute injury let's say you sprained your ankle or something um chronic injuries so like a reoccurring shoulder issue leg Mm -hmm. issue you're doing physical therapy maybe you need to have surgery or you have had surgery or you know you've just gone through a period where you've been really sick we want to kind of talk about the needs of the body and how we can support the body in recovering optimally so we're going to be talking about the recovery process some foods um the importance of calories and nourishment vitamins and minerals Mm -hmm. Um, and so i'm excited to kind of dive in today because I get it. Becca gets it. She's gone through multiple surgeries and injuries. Like they're frustrating, man. So frustrating. And I'll be honest, like it's very important to hear this because I know the thought process after an injury. Like I've had two major surgeries. I've torn, I tore my ACL in college and meniscus and required surgery. And anyone that's recovered from ACL surgery, it's six to eight months. Um, I ruptured my Achilles. Those are like pretty much two of the worst surgeries you can have other than I would say like rotator cuff surgery is pretty bad. Um, But ACL and ruptured Achilles rupture are pretty bad. Um, Achilles was definitely longer and harder than the ACL. Um, But after a surgery, when I went from training two hours a day plus um, to nothing because I was on crutches for eight weeks with the Achilles. I mean, I was still exercising daily, but 
I'm not at nearly at the extent that I was. I think initially I need to eat less, mm-hmm. right? That's that initial thing. I'm not moving as much. I'm not working out as much. I don't want to lose my gains. I don't want to gain weight because I'm not as active. Like you initially go to the less, right? And that's not what we're going to talk about today. It's actually <laughs> the opposite of what we're going to talk about today um, and how to get yourself back. And, and here's the thing. You could do that. You could eat less, but you're probably going to prolong your recovery or you're going to impair your recovery. Yep. And so that's why we want to talk about this today. And like, we're not talking about pills or replacements or powders or supplements or anything like that. We we will give some nutrients that you can up um, that can definitely help. But we want to talk about why your body needs this. Like what stages does your body go through? And this can even relate to people that are like increasing their training volume. If you may be starting to train for a marathon and you're, or an Ironman and you're doing like way more training or you just started weight training for the first time in your life or, you know, in a while and you're experiencing like a ton of soreness, um, this relates to you too. Yeah. So there's kind of three stages and physical responses that the body goes to after injuries, surgeries, um, overtraining to an extent compared to what the body's used to. The first one, as many I'm sure know, inflammation. So you see this with pain, swelling, redness. Um, It's obviously like that's heat leaving the body, okay? Stage two is proliferation. So this is where the damaged tissues are removed and your body removes them and then blood flow comes in and supports the body to build new tissue, okay? And then the third stage is remodeling. And this is kind of that that stronger, more permanent tissue that your body is trying to build and restore the body with. Yeah. So I think the, the question here is like, why is it important to focus on my nutrition and recovery? Well, nutrition plays a key role in all three of these stages, right? Controlling your inflammation, rebuilding injured tissue, mm-hmm. as Becca just talked about, right? Minimizing your muscle um, atrophy and supporting strength preservation and strength gains. So we all know, especially if you're an athlete, one of the number one things that I think about and that I'm personally dealing with right now with an injury and not being able to lift as heavy as I normally do is like, am I going to lose my strength? Yeah. Am I going to lose my muscle? Right. And so we're going to give you five tips to kind of help offset some of these things and manage your recovery um, and really support your body. So number one is eat enough calories. (laughs) Um, And it might shock you to understand that the energy demands, meaning the calorie demands that are necessary for your body are higher during the repair process. And they're necessary in order to recover and rebuild. Okay. So energy needs are about 15 to 50% higher than normal when we're going through a healing process. After an injury or minor surgery, you're metabolic rate increases 15 to 20%. And then after a major surgery, it increases by almost 50%. Okay. It is crazy, but you got to think like this makes total sense because you've just had a trauma to the body Mm -hmm. and your body is trying to put all of its energy from all of the nutrients that have been stored and that are available to repairing and rebuilding that trauma. Right. Um, And getting you back into a a normal place. And kind of what you were saying earlier about crutching, right? Crutching. (laughs) Crutching actually requires. It's exhausting. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I was on crutches for a while after my car accident when I was young. I, what I try to, like, what I would always tell Nick when I was dealing with it, 
I'm like, I don't know how people that aren't like physically strong and capable do this. Like people that are more sedentary and like don't lift weights, like being able to basically lift myself up and out of places and, you know, like stabilize myself on crutches to go upstairs and like all of those things. Like I'm sure (laughs) it was always funny. I was almost like stubborn about it. Like we would, when we would go to like doctor's appointments and stuff, they would want to like offer me or we, I think we went on a couple flights and they like offer you a wheelchair. I was like, no. I can do it. I can crutch a mile right now through the airport. <laughs> I'd be like sweating profusely by the end of it because it's so much harder than walking. Like you burn way more calories. And so we need to understand that their body has heightened needs during this time. And the things that it's trying to do to help you recover have need more calories. We talk about this with stress. Like stress is like putting your foot on the gas and holding it there. And burning through these things so much quicker and injuries and surgeries are huge stresses to the body. And so even though you might be moving less, your metabolic needs are higher. So you're basically netting either zero or more than if you were still moving. Like your body just needs more help. And so where does that come from? Like where do we, and also keep in mind, you don't want to lose muscle and muscle requires energy to maintain itself. It's not like fat. Fat's a little bit more dormant at nature. Um, muscle requires energy. It requires calories. And when you don't have enough calories, your body's going to catabolize that muscle. And so we need those calories. So where do we want these calories to come from? I think the first one, and this, if you've have, you know, people understanding in nutrition post injuries from like medical school, protein. Yep. You'll, you'll probably even get it in like a packet. Like if they give you yeah. a packet after surgery of like, you know, taking care of the body post-surgery. Um, protein's the biggest thing. Yeah. They give you like one of those nasty shakes that has been <laughs> in the closet for like six months. Oh my God. Okay. So let's talk about protein and leucine specifically. Okay. So atrophy from muscle disuse after injury is attributed primarily to a decline in the muscle protein synthesis rate. Okay. So when we're immobilized, that decreases the ability of our myofibular proteins to respond to the amino acid stimulus. Okay. So what is this? This is called the anabolic resistance and it makes the muscle building process a lot more difficult. So nutritional strategies such as supplementation of protein intake, specifically with the amino acid known as leucine is effective in kind of offsetting this anabolic resistance. So really, really important for you to make a more intentional focus on your protein post-recovery. So anybody who's been injured, like we're going to recommend here that you want to increase your protein compared to your normal intake. So aiming for like 1.6 to 2.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, which is higher than the recommended 1.2 to 1.7 grams per kilogram. So if you are out there and you're saying, okay, I've just gone through a surgery and I'm recovering, Take your weight and then, you know, convert that into kilograms and find this protein intake that you need. So if you're a recreational like exerciser, 0.8 to 1 grams per kilogram is fine. Um, so here, let's just give an example. Like you're a female, you're 150 pounds. You're going to require somewhere between 109 to 170 grams of protein per day for healing and injury. Why is that range so broad? Well, 
kind of depends upon where you normally sit. I will say for me, I normally sit towards the upper end of the recommendation for protein. Protein keeps me satiated. It keeps me satisfied. So I'm not craving things. I feel good with my lifts. I'm in a strength gaining phase right now. And so if I was recovering from surgery, I would stick with the higher end of that range. Because if I'm eating 150 grams of protein today, and my protein intake is heightened or you know my needs are heightened post surgery i want to be above that around the 170 mm-hmm. gram mark and so you know not to get too mathy here but you would need to figure this out like on your own compared to what you were ingesting before your surgery with protein yeah and this is something that i would say people that experience a lot of soreness i would up your protein as well Mm -hmm. um proteins and and sometimes carbs depending on where carbs are at and like quality of carbs but protein is the main contributor to like muscle protein synthesis like liz was talking about which is the repair of muscle tissue and so if you've recently increased your training or are doing more intense training and you're extremely sore I actually had a conversation with one of our clients yesterday. She's been starting to run more and do more. um, She's normally a distance runner and she's been doing more short, fast intervals. Mm. She's like, I'm so sore. And she's like, you know what I've realized is when I eat enough protein, I don't feel that way. And it's, it's like, it may, it, it is the correlation to understand that protein helps your muscles recover. And so if you are sore, you gotta get in enough protein. And I have a feeling that it will probably make a world of a difference for many people. Um, The next thing is we need to eat to make sure we manage inflammation. So obviously this is in more of the beginning stages of an injury, um, but early nutrition is kind of the key to that recovery process. So post-operative, obviously nausea can be a barrier for some people. I remember... (laughs) I get horribly like I, I typically don't take the pain meds that they give you like the Oxycontin like type pain med or Oxycodone type pain meds post-surgery because I'm like I would rather deal with the pain than the nausea that comes with pain medications for me. Um, so if you're nauseous, you should aim to include obviously more bland foods like we talk about the brat diet, um, banana, rice, applesauce, toast, things very simple on the stomach. Um, sometimes after like surgeries, I'll get like a, you know, Panera, like pot bellies type sandwich type thing. Um, but consuming small Smaller, more frequent meals can be helpful here as well, um, and things that are easy to digest. But during this time, we also recommend removing inflammatory foods. I will say I probably didn't make the best decision the day after my surgery. I was a little emotional post Achilles surgery, got super drunk, and I remember it's a really funny story. Just a little <laughs> funny side note story for those of you. I, my husband wanted to kill me. We, um, it, I think it was like two days after my surgery, or no, I hadn't had surgery yet. But I, I ruptured my Achilles on Friday and You were really sad, so you got really drunk. I was drunk. really sad. Yeah. Like well, I, were I was competing to go to the CrossFit Games. We had qualified for regionals, was training for regionals, regionals hadn't happened yet, and I ruptured my Achilles. And so like it ended my career basically as a CrossFit competitor. Um, but anyways, I went to my sister's house in the or my sister-in-law's house in the city for a birthday party, <laughs> got super drunk. She lives on the third floor, and I was on crutches and Nick had to like basically help me. And I, he's like, you need to sit down on your butt and go down these stairs because I cannot help you on these crutches or carry you right now. (laughs) I wish I could be a fly on the wall because I can totally see you sitting there and be like, no, I'm going to do it myself. And I just remember, and I had, I think maybe a couple instances around that surgery time of like feeling bad for myself and getting drunk and being on crutches and like being very unstable on those crutches and Nick having to like walk very closely behind me. Anyways. Okay. I didn't do the greatest job of reducing inflammatory things, obviously, (laughs) post-surgery, but here's what we're saying is, you know, 
if you have had a surgery, consuming things like high omega-3s, removing omega-6s, which are pro-inflammatory, things like canola oil, peanut oil, vegetable oil, safflower oil, and instead using things like avocado oil, olive oil, avocados, flax seeds, nuts, coconut in all forms, wild-caught fish, salmon, things like grass-fed meat, fruits, vegetables, all of those things can be very anti-inflammatory in nature and omit or minimize things like processed foods, greasy foods, processed meats, things like hot dogs, salami, pepperoni, um, vegetable oils, like I already talked about. You want to remove these things. Maybe even introduce something like a supplement that includes turmeric or curcumin. I know um, Top Notch's relief is great, um, but things that are promoting less inflammation because your body's trying to create a lot of it and it needs some of it to recover, obviously. But if there's chronic inflammation around the whole body, the inflammation around that injury site is going to be much worse and much slower to kind of recover itself. Yep. All right. So number four. We talked about this, I don't know how many times, and we're just going to keep hammering it home. Um, if you're in the Fit Mom Fit Month Challenge right now, you know this is the number one thing that we kicked off the month with in terms of our habit focuses, and that is hydration. You need to hydrate and support your gut health and digestion post-surgery. Okay, so Becca just talked about removing anti or removing pro-inflammatory foods and incorporating more anti-inflammatory foods to reduce inflammation in the body. But all three stages of this tissue repair, regrowth, and healing require water as a vessel to supply the needed components of nutrients into your cells to achieve goals of healing. Okay, so water is essentially your partner in helping, you know, achieve the critical stages of repair and recovery. Okay. So we know that digestion is often slowed when the body is putting energy to the healing process. And therefore we know that some people may also become constipated, especially if you're taking pain medications. God, I remember after having my C-section, I was constipated for like a freaking week because of all of the pain medication. It was I did, terrible. I just didn't poop for a whole week because I was so afraid to. Because I tore and it was so painful. It was terrible. Um, so I think this is where it's important for you to increase your fluids, but also increasing your fiber can support your digestive system too and help improve that constipation. So um, if this is not effective for you or if you're really, really impacted by pain medications, I would say like this is where I would drink some prune juice or you know, take a laxative and get some support if mm. you need to, especially if you are going to be on um, those pain medications like long term. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like if you have to take an antibiotic for whatever reason post-surgery to help with infection, which is common, um, just making sure that like maybe you're also taking a probiotic at that time, um, increasing prebiotic foods, uh, which is our last one, focusing on micronutrients as much as possible. So there's a variety of ways to support the body with micronutrients, obviously. Um, but we don't want you to just do like powders, pills, supplements, stuff like that. We always want to go food first and then supplementation. Um, so you can include lots of fruits and vegetables. That's going to be the easiest way, um, including more than even normal uh, antioxidant-rich fruits and vegetables that can help control inflammation and can speed healing. So some of the highest sources of antioxidants include goji berries, blueberries, tart cherries, dark chocolate, moderation here, guys, pecans, artichoke, elderberries, 
kidney beans, cranberries, blackberries, and green tea. Okay. And then pineapple, turmeric, garlic, and ginger also have been shown to have anti-inflammatory properties. So you can easily include a lot of these foods in your day, guys, like starting these with an anti-inflammatory smoothie. You can do things like greens and berries and pineapple and ginger, protein powder, stuff like that. You can do a big stir fry or a soup to include a lot of those things, but getting in as many of those as possible. And then other micronutrients that you can definitely supplement with, things like electrolytes are huge to help getting fluid into cells, help getting nutrients into cells. Vitamin C, obviously, post-surgery is going to help with inflammation and tissue growth and repair. It's really important for Um, iron is very important for transferring oxygen from the lungs to tissue um, to help with repair and, you know, energy metabolism, essentially. Calcium and vitamin D are also extremely healthy for bone health and growth. Calcium reduces the risk of stress fractures. Vitamin D helps maintain calcium levels in the body to develop healthy healthy bones. And so you obviously, post-surgery, these are things that you can heighten a little bit with your intake. Um, I definitely agree that I think the two to four week range after surgeries in particular or after major injuries is kind of a sweet spot of like when you need to make sure that things are pretty on point to set yourself up for as much success possible post recovery and making sure that you get into a good place recovery wise. Um, I've been very fortunate with my recoveries for my surgeries. And I think a lot of it I attribute to the fact that like I paid attention to my nutrition post surgeries. I paid attention to, you know, recovering in the proper way and not pushing too hard, too fast. Um, compared to, you know, those of us that kind of like, I'll be honest, I had many days where I wanted to just feel bad for myself and sit on the couch and eat pizza. Um, but I also knew that that wouldn't help with the injury recover as well as it could have. Yeah. hundred percent. And the last thing I just want to like wrap this up with is like, remember to be smart (laughs) with your, you know, training around injuries. Remember to, you know, give yourself some grace during this time. It's hard to beat yourself up. Like, again, I know Becca has gone through this. Um, I'm going through it right now where I'm trying to remember that even though I want to push my body and I want to lift, you know, as heavy as I possibly can, that's not smart right now. What is smart is for me to scale it back, tone down the volume, do a little bit more non-stressful movement, more walking, more mobility, more stretching, and let my body recover instead of trying to just go to the gym and push through the pain. And then that would likely leave me probably in a a place where it's lingering. It won't go away. Maybe I tear something or it becomes an issue where I would need surgery. And I don't want that. And we don't want that for any of you out there either. Um, And then the same goes as if you're recovering from surgery and you're trying to get back into the gym, ease your way back into it. Like I've only Mm -hmm. had two surgeries in my life, C-section and then um, on my knee after I was hit head on by a drunk driver when I was 16. And like, that was tough because I was playing soccer at the time and I wanted to get back out on the field, but it was like the last thing that my knee needed Mm -hmm. was me, you know, going back and like pounding on the pavement, um, you know, before I had fully healed from that surgery. And so I think, you know, start to look at different ways that you could adopt your training modality right now, right? Like if you can't do things with your leg because your knee is bothering you or ankles bothering you, for example, maybe do some single leg work, focus more on upper body, maybe biking or rowing, depending upon what you can do. And you're just going to have to scale it back for a little while. But the longer that you push through some of the pain and you push through without adequate nutrition too the longer that you are going to prolong fully healing. So just be smart with it. We hope that all of you out there are fully healthy and not dealing with any of these nagging injuries. (laughs) Um, And we're going to wrap it up today. We hope this helps and we'll be back on Friday. 
Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.